everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we're the Drama Mamas. Yeah, we are. This week we take on Double Jeopardy. We do. Yeah, please silence your cell phones. Your discretion is advised. And now your feature presentation. Skeleton Key was directed by David Weisberg. The Skeleton Key was? God fucking damn it. Double Jeopardy was directed by David Weisberg. He has five credits since 1991. And before this, he had done nothing I've heard of. Since this, he did a movie called Criminal. I have not heard of it either, but it did star Ryan Reynolds, so it's worth mentioning. Douglas Cook has, uh, he's also a co-writer, and he has the same credits. Uh, I guess they're a writing team. This was directed by Bruce Beresford. He has 53 credits since 1959. Before this, the only movie that I knew of was, that he had done was Driving Miss Daisy. And um, since, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. nothing I know of. But he's been working. 53 credits. Uh, okay. This movie starred Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Ashley Judd has 51 credits since 1991. Before this, she was in Heat, A Time to Kill, and Kiss the Girls. Which... Uh, I've read the book A Time to Kill and the book Kiss the Girls. They are both interesting reads. A Time to Kill is one of John Grisham's first novels. Um, John Grisham writes a lot of like legal dramas, and they're usually really good. A Time to Kill is hard to read, though, because it opens with a rape scene, and it's told from like a perspective of a small girl that's getting raped, and she's a black girl, and she's getting raped by two white guys. And this, the story is about um, her father uh, killing them and Good. then going on trial. Well, um, I'm sure in his, most cases I would be positive how that would turn out. But since it's the opposite of the way I would think, yeah, it may be differently than it should be. Well, it's written like in a different kind of time okay. and in a very small well, southern town. Well, even in this time. Yeah. You know, even current day. It's, I would. That's hard to read. Kiss the Girls has a scene that's also hard to read. Kiss the Girls is about um, this, like, serial killer rapist guy who's, like, taking girls and in the woods and doing what he wants with them. And uh, he does this thing with a snake that's really fucked up. And, like, I, I'm never going to forget it. Like, never going to. I don't think they put it in the movie, but it was in the book and it was really fucked up. Since... Ashley Judd has been in Where the Heart Is. That is a Natalie Portman movie. Uh, she was in High Crimes with the guy that played Jesus <laughs> in <laughs> The Passion of the Christ. High Crimes is a really good movie. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. Uh, Divergent, she was in those movies. I think she plays Triss's mom. And then she was in the Twin Peaks revival. Oh. Tommy Lee Jones has 83 credits since 1970. He is so recognizable. This is the kind, the kind of role that he should always play. Like, he is perfect for this, like, this type of role. Before this, he was in Love Story, Coal Miner's Daughter, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Lonesome Dove, JFK, The Fugitive, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and we definitely need to cover it. Okay. He plays this kind of character. Mm -hmm. He's in The Client, which is another John Grisham movie. I feel like I've seen that one. That stars Susan Sarandon as well. It's really good. I think I've seen that one. It's about a little boy that uh, sees a crime happen, and he knows where the 
body is buried. Maybe I've not seen it. Maybe I just saw, like, the trailer for it. It's good. Uh, he was in Natural Born Killers, which Ashley Judd was also in that, but oh. her scenes got cut. Oh. He was in Batman Forever, Men in Black, U.S. Marshals. Since this movie, he's been in Space Cowboys, Man of the House, No Country for Old Men, and he was in Lincoln. This movie came out in 1999. Uh, we covered 1999 and its trivia in The Boondock Saints. So that was one of our better episodes. Yes. We welcome you to go back and visit it. Yeah, I'd like to revisit it just for the <laughs> fucking brothers. Right? Uh, okay, trivia on the movie. Okay. Jodie Foster landed the role of Libby after Meg Ryan and Brooke Shields had both declined, but was replaced by Ashley Judd when she became pregnant. Tommy Lee Jones earned $10 million for appearing in this film. Really? Yes. Well, this was like after U.S. Marshals and the Fugitive. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Greg Kinnear was offered the part of Nicholas Parsons, but he passed. Michelle Pfeiffer turned down the lead role in order to film the romantic comedy The Story of Us, opposite Bruce Willis. Tommy Lee Jones played a similar role in The Fugitive in U.S. Marshals, in which he also attempts to capture someone who was wrongfully convicted. According to director Bruce Beresford, Robert Benton did an uncredited 10-day rewrite shortly before production began. So, this, whatever came out, was not originally what was supposed to be filmed, which I think is interesting. While it's true that U.S. Constitution does forbid a person being tried for the same crime more than once... Being tried for a crime does not give a person license to then go and commit the crime. Also, murder is not the only crime she could have been charged for in this movie, such as carrying a concealed weapon, stalking, and manslaughter. The budget for this movie was $70 million estimated. Opening weekend, $23,162,000. Gross USA, $116,000. Cumulative worldwide, oh sorry, $116,000. Million, so it was actually a success. Cumulative worldwide, 177 million. So it did pretty wow. well. Wow. And I, that was almost 20 years ago, so that was fucking bigger bank than what it sounds like. I love, I love this movie. I was afraid that it was a, one of those that, like, when I went back and revisited it, it wouldn't hold the same kind of magic. Right. But it did for me. Yeah. Like, Basically, it's the story of this woman who has the perfect life, mm-hmm. and uh, she goes out on a boat ride with her husband. She wakes up. He's gone. There's blood everywhere. Yes. She gets charged and convicted for his murder. Yes. She gives her son to her friend. Yeah. I thought it was her sister. I thought it was her sister also, which made me much angrier. Yeah. It's her friend who, you know, is like a sister. And she just went ahead and gave her full rights. Like, yeah. she let her adopt him so that he well, would be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, because if the husband's dead She didn't want him going to prison. her parents. Yeah. So, her friend stops showing up with her son to see her in prison. And when she calls, she hears that her husband is still alive. Mm-hmm. Because, Yeah. And someone in prison tells her about double jeopardy. Yes. Since you've already been convicted for his murder, you cannot be convicted for it again. Right. So go kill his ass. Yeah. Which, like... Legally is... It... Not true, but... Makes sense, but at the same time, it... Um, on the narrative level, it's very compelling. So that's what she does. She decides to hunt him down and kill yeah, his ass. I still... I've... Like, I know that you're not... Like, that's the law. 
You can't be tried twice. You can't be tried twice for the same crime. Right. Like, but I don't think it, if the crime wasn't really committed, and then you commit the crime after the fact, I'm not sure if it still applies. Like, I've heard of people who have committed a murder, gotten away with a not guilty, and then said, oh, yeah, no, I did it. Yeah, because they because can't, be, they tried can't be tried again. Yeah. But I'm not sure that that would hold up in this situation, but I'm not a lawyer, so Here's I Here's what's no interesting. Like, the burden of proof changes when you appeal because even if you didn't kill someone, if mm-hmm. you've been convicted of it, as far as the law is concerned, you are a killer. You did right. kill that person. Right. Like, even if you can prove otherwise, but the burden of evidence is no longer on the prosecution when you're appealing because you are a murderer now. You right. have to prove otherwise. Yeah. I just think that's interesting. Yeah, it's not, you're no longer innocent until proven guilty. Because you've been you've proven guilty. Been proven guilty. Yeah. So, um, where do we want to start with this movie? Uh, let's start at the beginning where we get an art lesson. Yes. Which ends up being plot relevant. Yes. Yeah, at first it just seems like he's douchey. Yeah, well, he is. He, yeah, oh, he definitely he's is. Definitely but it seems douchey. like they're just trying to prove how douchey he is. Yes. But, like, this guy's like, oh, it's a Picasso. And he's like, no, it's a Kandinsky. And my dick's super hard about it. Yeah. And... And it looks like something Sage could have done. Oh, yeah. Sage I'm not probably would have done better. <laughs> yeah. I'm not impressed at all. Um, so, he takes pride in his art. Yes. And that does become pro- plot yes. relevant. I love how she has to start thinking in, like, roundabout ways. You know yes. what I mean? I like people that can creatively solve a problem. Yes. Um, so he's going to take her sailing because he's thinking about buying a boat. Yeah. At the party, someone approaches him and is bugging him about, like, this is a real problem. And he's just like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal for him because he's about to uh, disappear. Right. So he doesn't like to sail, but he's going to buy her a boat, which yeah. is a red flag if you know the plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so they get on the boat, he gets her drunk, and then he frames her really well. Yeah, they have the worst sex scene ever. Yeah. It's very, uh, Boring. Yeah. Like, the thrusting. Mm-hmm. Very obviously false. Yeah. Yeah, Luke always the, like, critiques the position of people. Yeah, well, it was just... It, I don't normally critique your sex scenes, mm-hmm. you know, but like that one, it was just so bad. It was great. And then they just like stared at each other after. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you do when you've been married for years. No. Fuck you. Get off me. I know. Go get a towel. Go get a towel. Go oh get my a God. towel. You have been a half second ahead of me all night tonight. Go Things that are about to come out of my Dude, mouth that was are coming you out of yours. Last week for me, I was like, no, I was just about to say that. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's not having a good week. No. She then finds out that Nick was in a lot of trouble and they were about to lose all their money, and this yes. neatly fixes all of those issues, which yes, makes it does. for motive. Yes. And when she's, you know, found, 
on the boat by the mm-hmm. Coast Guard, she literally just picked up the bloody knife. Yeah, looks like, why would she pick up the knife? I'm like, she just woke up. There's blood everywhere. She can't find her husband, and she just sees something on the... She probably didn't even register it was a knife. She was probably like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, a clue? <laughs> like, she's fucking... A clue! Nancy Drew in that shit. Um, we are looking for blues clues. <laughs> Uh, so she lets her friend adopt her son because she makes it clear she doesn't want him to go to her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because she goes and sees her mom later and her mom gives her money and seems super cool. Yeah. She gives her a lot of money. Yeah. But we never see her dad. Maybe it's her dad that's the problem. Could be. Could the be. Chicks in prison are pretty great. Yes. Like, I could see them in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Like, they... Yeah. The insurance settlement was $2 million. Mm-hmm. Did that seem like an odd amount to you? Mm-hmm. Why? It felt odd to me. Like, you know, you often see like 250000 or 500000 uh, Well, I mean, they're a rich. A million. A hundred million. Mm-hmm. Two million just seems weird. Like, five million, I wouldn't think about. I'd be like, okay. No, Two that million didn't... just struck me as odd. I didn't really think about it. I did notice that she was still wearing her wedding band in prison. I noticed that too, and I was like, "I'm pretty this sure this is before she knew he was still alive." Not she's still mourning him. Like, yeah, doesn't that make you sick? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So her friend stops showing up, stops answering the phone. Yeah. And she has to track that bitch down, in and she does notes, it really cleverly. In my notes, I was because like, I also thought that she was a sister. Mm-hmm. I was like, is the sister in on it? I don't want to think that she is. But at the same time, she knew about the guilt. And sometimes she just looks guilty. Yeah. And then I was like, not sure if it's just poor acting. I've not seen this movie in a really long time. Yeah. Well, she calls the place because she was a teacher at the yes. school that Maddie went to. Yes. So she calls the school and tells them she's not getting her severance checks. Yes. And make and. As someone who's worked in a call center, you never give out personal information. You have the person give you the information and you confirm it. Yes. You never give out information, but that's something they drill into you in a call center. I can definitely imagine someone just working in an office, not really thinking about it. Right. But uh, she tracks them down. That's... um, And Nick is alive. Zach, his HR guy, uh, I wanted to send him something. And so I couldn't think of what his last name was. Mm-hmm. And so I called and got, like, their general, like, I don't know if they have a call center or if it was just the receptionist or whoever. But, like, I just demanded to have his name and, like, the address of the office. Mm-hmm. And... It took a couple of minutes, but they gave it to me, and I was like, man, I could be trying to send, I could be some fucking anybody. Right? I'm just fucking demanding the name of your head of HR. Mm-hmm. I'd be fucking th- putting anthrax on his Tampax. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I would have never done that. That's so funny. So Nick is alive, and then we learn about Double Jeopardy. We have a little, like, mini. Yes. And then we have a training montage. Now, I remember watching this training montage 
when I was like younger, right? Thinking she was such a badass because yeah. she was doing the like the lower abdomen work. Yeah. And now I'm just like, bitch, your legs aren't even straight. That's not hard. What are you doing? <laughs> you say that, and I'm over here like, I think maybe I could do that, but I'm not sure. You could definitely do that. That is not hard. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't have one of those machines. The the prison. I've never been to jail. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Uh, I've never visited anyone in jail. Mm-hmm. I hope to never go to jail. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that that was not an accurate depiction. Like them all being in a fucking giant bunk room. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel like that's accurate. That I know. seems like a bad bad situation how lax the dress code was uh there was something else that they did and i was like i don't feel like that's how it is in prison i feel like the guards are probably a bit more on top of shit uh i mean it depends on what security it is but you think a murderer would be in a yeah pretty high fucking murdered your husband in cold blood Mm -hmm. yeah maybe I don't know. You, know, I've never. You know, maybe that is the way it is. I hope to never find out. So she's in there for six years before she gets out on good behavior. Yes. There's a really funny scene where her and her two prison friends are thinking of the perfect thing to say to get out. Yes. And it's it's amusing. Yes. Uh, put in some of that born again Jesus shit. Yeah, they eat that up. <laughs> so then we meet Tommy Lee Jones. He's her parole officer. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones. Like, will forever in my mind be the guy from The Fugitive when Richard Kimball, Harrison Ford, is in the tunnel and he's running away from Tommy Lee Jones (laughs) and he's just like, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones goes, I don't care. (laughs) And he's like, he's that guy here. He's like, I don't give a shit what you did or didn't do. My job is just to make sure that you don't do anything worse. Yeah. My job is to keep you from being a fuck up. She goes to the library to do some research, and that guy is hitting on her. Yes. And she's just like, oh, I got to check with my parole officer. And he yes. laughs, and she's like, no, I'm no, serious. Seriously. What'd you do? Not pay your parking tickets? No, I murdered my husband. Yeah. That was... Did six years. Hilarious. She goes to the school to talk to the, one of the teachers because they move again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she can't find them anywhere. She can't find them anywhere, and the teacher refuses to tell her. Yeah, she says maybe it's better for him. Yes, she said you've what been gone. What the fuck? She said it's been six years. It'll just bring more disruption to his life. Bitch, that child is mine. Yeah. yeah. I made that. Yeah. You will tell me where he is, That's or I will rip every red hair out of your head. Like... Okay, there might be merit to what you're saying, but as his mother... Right, like... That should be my choice to make. He is mine. Yeah. I deserve to at least see him. Like, who asked you? No. Nobody. Give me the address. Give me a phone number. Yeah, that was really frustrating. Yes. So she almost gets caught. Yes. And she gets away. Um... So she finds out that Angie died in a freak accident. Freak accident. Yes. Who would have seen that coming? Like, they had, when she was driving there, 
there were all these really cute cottages and I was like oh that's a good place that seems like a happy house for a little kid Mm -hmm. and then she stopped in front of that big pink monstrosity and Mm -hmm. I was like oh of course the little old lady next door i love how helpful she was yeah to libby and how not helpful she She was was to to, yeah it was really funny so she thinks about tracking him through the art because she's already like burned the whole getting out on parole bridge like she make it or break it now like she's all in so she tracks him down through the art and then we get to New Orleans. Yes. Which was really cool because we recently went to New we Orleans. We did. And it wasn't, I don't feel like we picked this movie because it had New Orleans to do. Oh, I, that's why I suggested oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought that's why we were doing the skeleton The skeleton key, key yeah. Um, <laughs> I just remember this being in New Orleans. But, like, the first thing we see is the place in front of that church where you got Jackson your palm Square. read. yes. That's the first thing we yes. see. And then she goes to the hotel that we stayed in. Yes. Which was I really said, cool. I said the Monteleone has changed a hell of a lot since this was filmed. Yeah. That's honestly like. They didn't have the carousel bar. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, they probably didn't do it at the Monteleone, but they probably oh, well. did try to make it look like it. But yeah, it looked different when I went there when I was a teenager. Yeah. Probably some remodeling since. Yeah. Well, when we went there almost a month ago now man yeah that's sad it is sad (laughs) we had such a good time it was so fun uh it was beautiful Mm -hmm. highly recommend uh the woman in the she goes in she's so smart like i love this character because she's hanging out by the front desk yes she sees that there's going to be a bachelor auction she knows that it's nick going to be on the block so she wants to go yes she goes to the Monteleone, she hangs out by the check-in, and she hears an old woman's yes. name and room number. Then she goes to the store in the hotel, Yep. has them charge it to the room. Yep. So smart. Yes. The woman that's working in there looks like the clerks in Pretty Woman that... She does. Does she not? Yes. I want to watch those back-to-back and see if it's the same woman, because I feel like it might be. I don't... Uh, well, I guess IMDb it's not might like a have main that. character. So it may not have... Then again, I mean, maybe I'm just classist and all store clerks look the same. Well, I mean, they're both blonde. And they're both kind of snobby. Snooty. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was just like, oh, is that... Is that her? Anyway. um, So, by far, the best moment in this movie, to me is when they're at the auction, there's kind of a bidding war going on, and she wins, and he can't see her. And then when she walks through the crowd and he lays eyes on her, the look on his face is worth the price of admission. Like, it is... He shit his pants. I Mm -hmm. love that moment in this movie. It makes me so happy. Yes. Like, everything's been building to that moment. And, yes. like, he sells it. He sells the hell out of it. Yes, it makes me does. so happy every time I see In it. my notes, I put, get bent. Yeah. Jonathan Devereaux. It's a good New Orleans name. It is a good New and Orleans name. And he obviously name. does not have a bad New Orleans accent. He didn't do, like. That, like, lazy southern yeah, kind it was, of. It was all right. It wasn't bad. 
Um, he looked terrified, and I was so glad. Mm-hmm. And she asked him in front of the redhead after saying that she's his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long that he and Angie had been sleeping together mm-hmm. before they put their plan into action. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that it didn't happen until later. So full Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit it didn't happen until later. You can't tell me that bitch wasn't in on it the whole fucking time. Yeah. No way. Yeah, she was totally in on it. No way. He's full the shit. The bartender... At the place that she's, like, eating mm-hmm. was cool. I like that he gave her what seemed to be the only red umbrella in the city. Yeah. Up until, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I I liked that. I liked the whole bit, like, where he's trying to, he's trying to find her and he's not having any luck. Yeah. Um... I liked, I'm not sure what part exactly I was referring to here, um, but I know I was referring to the husband because I put, fuck you, you scummy piece of dog feces with your smug face. I think he was talking to Tommy Lee Jones Mm -hmm. at the time because my next note is he's going to meet her at the cemetery. Yeah. And she told the... Like, he knew exactly how that was going to play out. She was so predictable. Yes. And it wasn't as freaky as I remember it. Right. I was just like, girl, that ain't Maddie. Yeah. Do you really think that your child is just going to keep running away from you and not go to your dad, his dad or whoever? She understood that, like, she understood that she was willing to kill him. Yeah. But I don't think she realized that, that he, he didn't realize she was willing to kill him. Like, in his oh. mind, he wasn't taking her seriously. Right. But in her mind, she couldn't fathom that he wouldn't because she really is prepared to kill his yeah. ass. Well, he doesn't seem to realize that double jeopardy is a thing. Right. Well, and honestly, it's in this particular case, it's not. But still. Right. I don't... I'm going to consult a lawyer. The grave thing, like, her being, especially since I know how the graves work now. Yes. I not that okay. Is, I was like, that's not, that's not how. It's not right, but it's also not okay. Like, if, let's say he did it right and he put her in the tomb. It's still, no. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Um, uh, I didn't notice her smoking even once in this movie. Did she smoke? Uh, She, yeah, she did it when she was in prison. Why? Because when she was in the coffin, she She had had a lighter. lighter. Mm. And then it wasn't even, like, a good lighter. It was one of those really fucking cheap plastic ones that'll blow up in your hand if you're not careful. Uh Uh-huh. Always get get a pick. (laughs) Always. So, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones starts to suspect that she is not full of shit. And it's bugging him. Yes. So, he has the DMV. Because Luke was like, this is so easy to verify. I'm like, yeah, in 2018, it would be yeah. easy to Google search. In, in 1999, 
it would be extremely easy. Yeah, in 1999, like, not it is so not much. as easy. Not nearly. So, he's uh, he has them send over the DMV picture for uh, Nicholas Parsons, Parsons, and it's not... Them, but when he's trying to get it sent over, he's like, I'm asking you polite me, send me the goddamn picture. Yes. So funny. Yes. But he he believes her and um he catches her, he he she is predictable because she's just got one thing on her mind mm-hmm. and she's not thinking about anything else. And so it's really easy to predict her movements. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to chase her down in the city, he just finds out where the guy is and waits for her outside of that. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he catches her. Yeah. And it looks like it's all over. But then he propositions uh, Nick for money. He's just yes. like, oh, I can sit on this, but yeah. you need to pay me. Right. And uh, and it turns out he was working with her. Yes. And she shoots his ugly fucking child art yeah and that's really cathartic for her and then for whatever reason she's just like no you're gonna go to jail yeah which i mean well i can i get it i in real life sure someone in the father of my child yeah i mean it would be hard but in movie world yeah no fuck you yeah fuck you you've cost me six years of my child's life yes and, like, I went to fucking prison. It's not just that I lost time. Yeah. I did time. Yeah. Like, that's some bullshit. No. So she shoots him, and um, she was going to let him live, and then he shoots Travis, Tommy yes. Lee Jones. Well, he tries to shoot her. Yes. And he just... Saves her. Happens to walk... <laughs> just happens. Like, he didn't fucking... Yeah, he saw what was so happening slow. and got in the way. Yeah. But, yeah, she shoots him. She kills him. Yes. And then we leave on a happy note where... She's back with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Maddie's happy to see her. He doesn't ask about He knows who she is. He's just like, they said you were dead. And she's like, no, I'm here. Ashley Judd's acting, I think it's good through the whole movie, but I think the scenes that she has with the kids, because it's obviously two different kids playing Maddie. Yes. But the scenes that she does with the kids are especially good yes. to me. Like, it feels real. Yes. It feels like she's I his mom. It. Yeah, 100%. I buy it. Her acting is good through the whole movie, but especially when she is with the little boy. Yes. Um, both of them. Like, she just sells the hell out of it. I like her in this movie. I like Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. I like the plot. I was... The, this movie came out in 99 yeah it's so very 90s yeah but her eyebrows would pass <laughs> the 2018 test yes they were not those pencil thin Mm-mm. awful things that people and they're not did super to thick their face. that were in the 80s yeah. like they're yeah they're nice they're good they're like normal ish mm-hmm. eyebrows yeah, I... They are very fine. They are very well-groomed. Yes. She... Like, the few times that she breaks down, it never feels like she went over the top, which is really easy to do if you're, like, breaking uh, down crying. Yeah, when she had, like, her... When she hyperventilated oh, at when the beginning, they, I was like, that's not... I'm not buying that from you. Well, her husband was really skeezy, so it's hard for me to believe anybody would mourn him. Yeah, that's fair. But... 
I I like this movie. I've always liked yes. this movie. Yes. I would recommend this movie to people. Sure. Um, sure. Like it's dated, but it's still yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Um. What's who's your MVP? I'm gonna go with Tommy Lee Jones. I just like how cranky he is. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I also appreciate Ashley Judd, but he's so like he makes it for me. Yeah, I really want to do um, The Fugitive after doing this movie. Have you seen it? No, I don't think. Maybe. I love The Fugitive. I don't know why. I think it's another movie that I just saw at the right time in my life. Mm -hmm. And it just like, in my mind, it's... Hit all of those notes. Yeah. Like, oh, this is great. And you know what's crazy about it? Mm. You know how I feel about romantic subplots or romantic plots? Mm -hmm. It has like none. Like, there's not a romance in this movie. And I'm still just like, yes. Interesting. Yeah, you know I like that in my movies. You do. Uh, This one also didn't really have one. Yeah. Well, I felt like there was something brewing under the surface between Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. But they didn't didn't feel sexual at all. It felt like uh, paternal. It felt like it could have been. I got the, like, father figure kind of thing. Um, or, like, big, not big brother, not big brother, uncle, maybe. Like, a familial kind know. of thing. I, get, I don't know. He didn't, he looked older than her, but he didn't look that much older than her. I don't think that you have to actually be father age to be a father figure. Well, sure, but I, I just felt like there could be a relationship. They definitely had chemistry. Yes. Undefined chemistry, I guess. I guess. We'll, we'll we'll disagree. We'll disagree. Yeah, I think Tommy Lee Jones is probably was. my MVP as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Fugitive is about this guy who um, is convicted of killing his wife, and the yeah. thing that nails it for him, he comes home. He says that there's a one-armed man in the house. No, we're seriously. like we're like, hey, let's watch this movie where this wife. Fakes her murder and her husband gets pinned for. Hey, let's watch this movie where this husband fakes his murder and the wife gets pinned for it. Hey, let's watch this movie where this husband is accused of killing his wife. Yeah, so, um, she. The thing that. Nobody has any kind of trace of a one armed man. They don't believe his story. Mm-hmm. And she calls 911. After she's been beaten almost to death. Uh-huh. And in there, she says, um, help me, Richard, he's trying to kill me. Mm. And to Richard, he's saying that she's saying, help me, Richard. Yeah. He's trying to kill me. The one-armed man is yeah. trying to kill me. But the jury hears, help me, me. Richard, Richard is trying, trying to, to kill, kill me. me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, help me, exclamation point, Richard, comma, he's trying to kill me. Yeah. So, uh, and then he's being transported, I think, to a different prison, mm-hmm. and the bus wrecks, and yes. he has an opportunity to get out, Okay. and he uses that opportunity to try to find out who really killed his wife, oh. and Tommy Lee Jones plays the U.S. Marshal, who's tasked with finding him and bringing him back. Mm-hmm. But he's a doctor. He's a surgeon. Uh-huh. And so, like, he immediately goes to the hospital. He's been injured. He, like, Oops. shaves, oh. which makes him look very... It makes him look like Harrison Ford because it's the beginning of the movie. It does not look like Harrison Ford oh, okay. at all. But, yeah, it's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. It also has an interesting soundtrack. Well, 
We have a long list of movies that we're going to be watching. Yeah, when next week we're doing a double feature yes. of uh, Get Out and The Skeleton Key. Are we going to put them both out on the same day? I think it should be one episode. One and episode? And I think you'll understand why when okay. you see The Skeleton Key. Yeah, Zach said something to me about it, and I was like, oh, okay. I hope he didn't ruin anything. Uh, he kind of did, possibly. I mean, I'm Zach, not- if you're listening, and I know you're not, you suck. I know you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you ruin things? Ruiner. You're a ruiner. He didn't realize I hadn't seen it. I try really hard not to spoil things. And it's really hard because... I'm a natural spoiler. Would rather... Is that rain? No, that's my computer. Oh, I was like... Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, he ruined a movie for his dad mm-hmm. when he was a kid, and his dad went total hard ass on him. I don't remember what he said he did. But from that day on, he's like, I will ruin that movie for everybody because Double Jeopardy, he's already been punished for it. <laughs> and I don't remember what movie it was or anything. It was some movie that sounded dumb. But he was like, if I ever win the lottery, I'll spend a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars buying billboards across the country with a spoiler on it. Wow. And he was like, but every other movie, he was like, I will bend over backwards not to spoil things for people. He's like, but that was my, you get one free. I accidentally spoiled something for like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead or something Aww. on Facebook, and I, I wasn't like maliciously doing it. Like I was just genuinely excited about what had right. happened in the show and didn't think about it. Right. And someone pointed it out to me, and now I'm just like, that really sucks. I I hate the feeling yeah. of like, because you I, know what the best part about me not really being on Facebook anymore is, like. I haven't had anything ruined for me. Mm. Nothing. Well, the internet can I've still not, do that for you. It can, but I've not accidentally ruined things for myself mm. because sometimes uh, television shows, as soon as they turn off in one uh, side on one side of the country, they'll post mm-hmm. what happened, and I'll not have watched it yet because it's not on. Amazon or Netflix or Hulu yet and I'll be I'll be fucking scrolling through my news feed and I'll see who won RuPaul's Drag Race and I'll be like what the fuck RuPaul's Drag Race well you know we were just thanks for being a ruiner with Luke about the way that I watch he doesn't like the way that I watch movies because I like to try to figure out the end yes we were just talking about that. I do this with all narrative. Like, yeah. I do it with books well, I and think when people are telling stories. Yeah, I think it's the writer in you. You're like, let me use these details and try to figure out where we're going. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of foreshadowing and yeah. leaving breadcrumbs is so that you yeah. can figure it out. Or that it makes sense when you explain it. Yeah, um, I feel like I do that a lot because, like, uh, Zach's been having me watch anime with him. Oof. I actually, some of it I enjoy. I've found that there's a particular style of animation that I prefer. And most of the time, if he turns on something and it is not in that style of animation, I'm like, Zach, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to give it a couple of episodes. And I'm like, mm, I really don't like the animation style. Oh, that reminds me. But. Sorry. Uh, shit. 
We've been watching anime. And you're trying to figure things out. Yes. So, we'll be watching it. And we'll, it'll be, like, the end of the first episode, beginning of the second. And I'll be like, so, this is what's going to happen. And he'll be like, what the fuck? Because pretty much all the anime that he's trying to make me watch, he's already seen. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to turn me into a weeaboo. So, I'll start watching things with him as they come out. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening. Uh, I mean, like, I like anime a little bit. I'll mm-hmm. admit it. But, I like... haven't been able to get into anime. I'm not... But I did I'm not see... trying to watch, like... Like, weird anime. And anime yeah. can get really fucking weird. Yeah, like, they cross he, some weird lines. He tried to watch, get me to watch some... I can't remember the name of it, but, like... They were basically this father and son ran a restaurant and the food was so good that you orgasmed when you ate it. Mm-hmm. And after That's the some good food, yeah, after the first bite and the first orgasm, I was like, Zach, I'm not, I'm not watching this. This is, this is no. too much for me. It's a hard My pass. food is never going to be that good. I'll not watch this. This is weird. Um, I I have I have boundaries. <laughs> this is, I can't get this behind anime. That. Like, uh, the, the animation bothers me, and the voice acting is always over the top, and the I just can't. But uh, I did something came up in my feed today, and mm-hmm. it's a Korean drama series, mm-hmm. and it was subbed, but it caught my eye. And basically, the plot was. It's this guy who's, like, a really successful businessman, right? Right. And he's got a secretary that's been with him for years. And she's trying to quit. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to beg you to stay, but I will offer you a promotion and mm-hmm. we'll not talk about it again. And she's like, no, like, I need to I need to go. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to beg you to stay, but I'll give you more money. Like, he's basically begging right. you to stay. That's... That's, like, that's the way to my heart. I'm like, hey. More money, more money. But she, it's funny because she keeps turning him down and, and he's trying to figure out why. Yeah. And then he realizes that uh, at an event, this girl that he was kind of sort of dating showed up and she implied that she wanted flowers. Mm-hmm. So his assistant went and got flowers and when she came back, she was tearing up and he's like, she's in love with me. Like, Aww. obviously. And... Meanwhile, you actually see the full story, and mm-hmm. she was allergic to the flowers, and so her <laughs> eyes were just watering. That's funny. And, like, it is. It looks really funny, and I honestly am interested in watching the show. It looks really funny. Wow. But, anyway, we're way off topic. We are. Um, we are way off topic. <laughs> as we do. As we do. All right. So, um, thanks for listening. You can uh, like us, follow us, give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Yes, we would. Also, hey, Tyler, if you could shoot me a message with how to leave a review on iTunes, <sighs> apparently that's harder to do than realized because I tried to do it a while ago and I couldn't find the button. I thought maybe it's because I didn't have, like, I don't have any Apple products. Mm. You have an iTunes account, though. I made one. Hmm. But I couldn't find the review button. I probably button. can't because it's on my profile. I, I tried to find the review button and Zach last week told me, or earlier this week, it doesn't really matter. 
recently told me that he went on there to try to leave a review after he told me he wanted us to do old boy because i was like are you even a listener you're not allowed to give requests if you're not listening right it's not like name one of our inside jokes name any of our inside jokes any of them you're not trash you're, you're not, nasty not you're trash and you're nasty because we that that's was not, a long time ago it's an outside joke now <laughs> everybody knows it it's literally printed on t-shirts <laughs> but uh he said that he couldn't find it mm. and so since tyler is the only one who has successfully left us a review when you hear this in like eight weeks shoot me a message <laughs> that's funny um okay so you can hit us up on facebook the drama mama's podcast yes uh we are on twitter at drama mama's pod yes we are on YouTube. Uh, let's see. I meant to look up the name of our channel and didn't. <laughs> Drama Mamas on yes. YouTube. Uh, by the time you hear this, you should have all the things. All the things. Uh, on the YouTube. <laughs> and if none of that suits you, then you can also email us uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yes. We don't check it often, but we do check it. I glance at it every once in a while. <laughs> You can follow me personally on Twitter at Norwegia, yeah. Or you can follow me. Or you could follow us both, I guess. Mm. You don't have to choose. Yeah. But you can follow me. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> at Cookie Slayer with a one and the cookie and a three and the slayer. And unless there was anything else, as always, remember to save the drama. For these mamas. Next week on the Drama Mamas. Uh, I don't think this is podcast material. <laughs> uh, we can... need to turn this off and talk about this. <laughs> what is your contingency plan? Luke has, uh, Luke is. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is a cancer.